Hello and welcome to the Daily Catholic Catechism Podcast. My name is Dan and it's a pleasure to have you here. It is May 31st and we will be reading paragraphs 1176 through 1183 today. And it is the Feast of the Visitation of the Blessed Virgin Mary. One of my favorite rosary mysteries. Um, so we will continue this section on the Liturgy of the Hours and then we will start this section on where is the liturgy celebrated. So we begin, as always, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The celebration of the Liturgy of the Hours demands not only harmonizing the voice with the praying heart, but also a deeper understanding of the liturgy and of the Bible, especially of the Psalms. The hymns and litanies of, of the Liturgy of the Hours integrate the prayer of the Psalms into the age of the Church, expressing the symbolism of the time of day the liturgical season, or the feast being celebrated. Moreover, the reading from the Word of God at each hour, with the subsequent responses, or troparia, and readings from the fathers and spiritual masters at certain hours, reveal more deeply the meaning of the mystery being celebrated, assist in understanding the Psalms, and prepare for silent prayer. The Lectio Divina, where the Word of God is so read and meditated that it becomes prayer, is thus rooted in the liturgical celebration. The Liturgy of the Hours, which is like an extension of the Eucharistic celebration, does not exclude, but rather in a complementary way, calls forth the various devotions of the people of God, especially adoration and worship of the Blessed Sacrament. Roman numeral 4. Where is the liturgy celebrated? The worship in spirit and in truth of the new covenant is not tied exclusively to any one place. The whole earth is sacred and entrusted to the children of men. What matters above all is that when the faithful assemble in the same place, they are the living stones gathered to be built into a spiritual house for the body of the risen Christ is the spiritual temple from which the source of living water springs forth, incorporated into Christ by the Holy Spirit, we are the temple of the living God. When the exercise of religious liberty is not thwarted, Christians construct buildings for divine worship. These visible churches are not simply gathering places, but signify and make visible the church living in this place, the dwelling of God with men, reconciled and united in Christ. A church, a house of prayer, in which the Eucharist is celebrated and reserved, where the faithful assemble, and where is worshipped the presence of the Son of God, our Savior, offered for us on the sacrificial altar for the help and consolation of the faithful. This house ought to be in good taste and a worthy place for prayer and sac sacred ceremonial. In this house of God, the truth and the harmony of the signs that make it up should show Christ to be present and active in this place. The altar of the new covenant is the Lord's cross, from which the sacraments of the paschal mystery flow. On the altar, which is the center of the church, the sacrifice of the cross is made present under sacramental signs. The altar is also the, the table of the Lord, to 
to which the people of God are invited. In certain Eastern liturgies, the altar is also the symbol of the tomb. Christ truly died and is truly risen. The tabernacle is to be situated in churches in a most worthy place with the greatest honor. The dignity, placing, and security of the Eucharistic tabernacle should foster adoration before the Lord really present in the blessed sacrament of the altar. The sacred chrism, Myron, used in anointings as the sacramental sign of the seal of the gift of the Holy Spirit, is traditionally reserved and venerated in a secure place in the sanctuary. The oil of catechumens and the oil of the sick may also be placed there. Thus ends our reading today from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. The website is dailycatholiccatechism.com and you can email me at dailycatholiccatechism at gmail.com. And we have completed the fifth month of the Daily Catholic Catechism podcast. So thank you all so much for all your uh, devotion and uh, just being there and listening to the podcast. Uh, as it is the end of the month, uh, I've been doing this each time uh, I come to you with my my hat in my hand, so to speak. Ask you to see if you could go over to iTunes and uh, give me a good review or a star rating. And also just share the podcast with your friends, anybody who... Uh, may not know the whole truth of the uh, Catholic Church, uh, if you could share it with catechists or anybody who helps to spread the faith. It's a, a very simple daily devotion uh, and a way to read the catechism in community. So uh, just share it with anybody that, uh, that you like. Uh, it's free and easy to download. Um, yeah, that's about it. Thank you so much. God bless you all. And may these teachings handed down by the apostles of Christ strengthen your faith and lead you to everlasting life. Amen.